This is Jake and Shelby McKernan. Welcome to the Palms Up Podcast. Where we extend and live in grace. We're thankful you're here and we hope you enjoy today's episode. Hey everybody, welcome to episode number two. Uh, We are super excited to be able to do this episode today. Uh, Today we're going to really talk about um, a a topic that Shelby gets questions about all the time and it's uh, why we chose to uproot our lives and and kind of move across the country. Um, So really excited to kind of talk through that and some of those questions. Um, Yeah. And then um, I wanted to say that I will be quoting a book a lot today. I've shared it a few times on my Instagram and when I do I get hundreds of messages of like, what book is this? So it shows the desire of people seeking God's will in their life, wanting to know what to do, but feeling completely depleted of energy and all the things to figure it out. So this book is by Kevin Day Young. Jake will have this linked in the show notes, so don't stress about writing it down. And it's called Just Do Something, A Liberating Approach to Finding God's Will. So I'll be quoting this book today throughout today's episode, and immediately you should purchase it because it's so good. And you know, one thing that's, that's kind of funny about moving, we've talked about it a lot. Um, we, we've noticed that like a lot of people seem to be kind of like really indecisive or fearful when it comes to, comes to moving and like moving is definitely not for everybody. But one thing that Shelby and I really um, prayed on and our, our church in Phoenix, we had people in our neighborhood group point this out to us that whether we had chosen to stay where we lived or we chose to go to Tennessee or Idaho or some random place, that God was always going to be with us. Like it it didn't matter where we stayed. And I think sometimes, uh, a lot of times I think people are like, well, is this God's will? Am I supposed to follow this? Am I I supposed to do that? And we had, you know, a lot of really wise people in our lives point out that like, if you stay here, you go, God's still going to be with you and God's great at at everything. So I thought that was a a really cool thing that I kind of wanted to start off with my thoughts on. Yeah. And I feel like too, like, I've had this like saying in my head for so long is that as humans, we are so quick to put limits on a limitless God. It's like God doesn't just live in a zip code or an area code. He's everywhere with you. Wherever you go, he's there and he's leading your path. Like he ordains your days for you. And so I loved that too in our church group. They were just constantly encouraging us in that. Yeah. And it's, you know, God's will is constant and in great and grace. I mean, he, he constantly provides grace and then regardless of what you're doing. So, um, if, if you're struggling with moving or want to move or those different things and you're fearful, like, am I doing, am I doing the right thing? <laughs> you know, you, we don't know that answer. And that's part of faith, right? It, it's kind of just taking a, a leap at times, but you know, mm-hmm. God's going to be with you in absolutely everything. So I thought that was really, really kind of cool to, to harp on at first. Yeah. Um, all right. So we're going to start kind of just jumping right into some questions. So I have a question for you, Shelby. So um, really kind of interesting question, very broad, but why did you move? <laughs> Okay, so first of all, when I looked over this q and I swear on my life there was like 75 people who just asked, why did you move? And obviously it's a valid question, um, but like Jake said, it's so broad. We, we, since we got married, we had talked about leaving Arizona. Jake grew up in Arizona. If y'all don't know, I grew up in Utah. And so I was used to a different environment than Arizona in the sense of like, seasons and trees and slower life like I played outside till the street lights came on every single night of the week summers I didn't come inside till 10 p.m and it was just normal and Drake grew up in a big city and even though Arizona seemed smaller when you were younger it definitely feels way bigger city now than it did when he was younger so we always kind of had it on our heart to leave Arizona but did not have the traction or I guess like the drive to do it it was just like this big dream that we would talk about but never put steps forward with it, you know? So then, um, 2018, we started talking about like, our kids are getting older. We kind of want a different life for them. Should we move again? Not a lot of traction. Then 2020 hit and we're like, all right, (laughs) this might have been the kick that we needed. Um, and so, yeah, we had just, 
wanted a slower life for our kids and more intentional life. We wanted um, the we wanted bigger spaces for our kids. And I know I'm saying all this. And if if some of y'all live in Arizona or big cities, you're sitting like you can have that there. And Yes, but this was our general idea of why we wanted to move is we wanted a slower life, more intentional life with our kids, and we wanted a slower life. Like, me and you wanted to just slow down. We're such busybodies. So that was a long-winded question, but... Yeah, and I, I think to add to that, um, Phoenix is an... Like, I still love Phoenix, and Phoenix is an awesome place where, yes. where we where we lived and, and where I grew up, but... We had when, a great community there. Yeah, for sure. And, and when I when I was... Born Phoenix was 1.8, 1.9 million people, and it's doubled in size in, in my lifetime. I mean, right now the the Phoenix metro area is just over four million people, and people are like, "Well, you moved to a big city in Nashville," and I was like, "Well, Nashville's at like two million, but it's it's literally Phoenix, <laughs> you know, 30, 33 years ago." Yeah, and um, we don't live in Nashville. Yeah, we, we live outside. Of Nashville. Yeah, we live outside of Nashville. But I just thought it was something that you know, um, Phoenix is just getting so big, and and when, you know big city when cities get big things start to change a lot um second part to that question Shelby mm -hmm. why did we pick Tennessee oh boy this question um so first a lot of a lot of y'all know that we picked Idaho first and then that was our plan we had visited Idaho one of my best friends lived in Idaho now she lives in Oklahoma but at the time she did when we were really discovering it and knowing if we wanted to move there and again the traction it just it, there was just something there that we were like should we go? Should we not? And then we had made offers on homes in Arizona. That wasn't working out. <laughs> it was like, we just kept putting one foot in front of the other. And, um, then Jake had planned a 30th birthday party, not birthday party, birthday trip, um, to Tennessee. My birthday's a month of January, but we booked it for June because we wanted to go in the spring summertime. Um, and it was just us, no kids. And we came here and we got off the plane and we drove out of the airport in our rental car. And literally there's been few moments, I would say a handful of moments in me and Jake's marriage where we are so in sync that we look at each other and we're like, yep, this is it. And we just knew we we're driving out, we're driving out and we're like, we're moving to Tennessee. Like we just knew. And so then God is so gracious in his pursuit that while we were here, um, we got here on a Wednesday and Friday, right? Friday, he got offered his job that he has now that was totally remote. Asked him on the phone, can I move to Tennessee? They're like, yep. And we're like, okay, we're, we're moving to Tennessee. And so it wasn't this like magical moment where God sent an angel down and came to me in my dreams and was like, you shall move to the South and you shall move to Tennessee. <laughs> I feel like that's what people expect when they go searching for God's will. And I know I've been there in my life. Um, so it wasn't this magical story. It was just, we love Tennessee and we knew here, Arizona, Idaho, um, even if we moved to California, no matter where we moved, God was going to be with us. We just got to make that choice for ourselves and our family. Yeah, yeah, and it, it was funny when I was, it, Shelby mentioned when I was interviewing for my job, I actually had told them, hey, we're planning on leaving Arizona and I'm planning on moving that to Boise, Idaho. So yeah. you not only was your best friend there or one of your best friends were there, and then I had family there. So like that would have been a really natural transition. And then I got the job offer and I was like, wait a second, uh, <laughs> I'm actually going to be moving to, to uh, Tennessee. And, and that was still cool, but it was one of those, um, you know, God things that aligned, which is why we, why we ended up here. So. Mm -hmm. um, okay, so Jake, what... Um, in your eyes, was the most difficult part of this choice? I think, I mean, for me, it's leaving everything I've, I've ever known. So if you know us from Phoenix, you know, I, I lived in, in the northwest <laughs> part of town. I've lived on the same like, I've lived on, street. So Happy Valley Road's a major area where, where I grew up. And I've lived on Happy Valley Road since 1999. Like our family was one of the first families that moved uh, to that area. So I've lived in the same area my, my entire life. So when, when you ask, like, what is the, the most difficult part? It's leaving everything you've, you've ever known. But at the same point in time, we, we wanted 
something different for, for our kids. Mm -hmm. So that's where I'm like, you know, it not only is it still hard for me. There's still moments where I, you know, I miss everything I've grown up. I miss some of my favorite pizza places. I miss my friends. I miss driving by where, you know, all these memories that I had. Um, but you know, I think, I think that was really, really the hardest part for me is leaving everything I've ever known. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Same. Definitely. I think leaving our families, leaving our best friends. I mean, me and Jake have really, um, built community everywhere we've lived through church. And so, yeah, I think just leaving everything that we were close to. Um, Jake, the other question is, whose idea was it initially to move and how did the other get on board? So I'm like, I've wanted to leave Phoenix for, I think kind of a a long time, but it wasn't practical at the time. So like Mm -hmm. pre my parents, I even had a, a potential job opportunity to move to, I think it was, it was, it was Dallas. It was, it was an opportunity to po- possibly move to Dallas with me having to be in New York and would have never done that. But um, they ha- had the opportunity to, to go to Dallas, you know, five, six years ago. And it just shows at the time it wasn't, it wasn't the right time. So I think that's been on my heart for, for a long time. You know, as much as I, you say you get used to the, the 115 degrees, I think as an adult, it got a little bit worse. Um, you know, growing up, you're just swimming and, and doing all that and you don't notice it. But uh, definitely the summers were, were a, a, a driving factor for me. So. Um, and then when it talked about like, how did the other get on board? I just feel like this is like set one of those big things that where, where you and I just both which kind of in sync about it to, to be entirely honest. I think if one of us really was not wanting to move, we, we wouldn't. Well, I, I think we were definitely both in sync on it, but at different points, I feel like yeah. both of us were really prayerful, not for ourselves, but for each other. I know I had many nights cause I, Jake always wanted to leave Phoenix, but Jake didn't want to always homestead. Jake didn't want to always own Very land. True. Yes. So in his eyes, he was like, he wanted to move to another city. And I'm like, I'm not moving to another city. Like, that doesn't sound fun to me. And so like at one point we visited New York City when we were like, when Finn was little. And I, in my mind, I'm like, I would never. Like, I, I don't like busy. I don't like any of that. So for two years, I mean, I really prayed and I tried to be the non-harping wife, you know, of like, Hey, this is really a desire of mine. And I, I, you know, we started homeschooling. I think, I think through homeschooling and you starting to stay home, um, because of COVID and not being able to go to the office, I think you saw, you always knew the importance of family. Jake is a hard family man. Like you've always been a team with us and like always helped and all that. But correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like when you started staying home, you really saw the importance of intentionality and slowing down as a family. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. I think just seeing the moments, like seeing with our, our oldest Finn, like I didn't get to see a lot of the, the very, like the very, steps, the very right? first time. Like I, I saw them that night when I got home from work and, you know, I'd spend 50 hours in the office and then commuting back and forth and, and just being home, it was just like a, you know, a slower, a slower pace of life. And I think that's what kind of started it for me is I'm like, I get to be there and enjoy these moments. And then you get to see that, you know, during the summertime in Arizona, we're just cooped up in the house. <laughs> Yeah. You're cooped up in the, in the house all day. Mm-hmm. And, you know, not that, you know, to say that that's like the wintertime here in Tennessee where it's super cold sometimes. But, um, no, yeah, I, I definitely think I, I 100% agree with that. I think I think that really was a big driver for, for me. Yeah, it was being able to stay home. And then, like I said, just being prayerful. I get messages a lot of people being like, I want to move, but my husband does it. How did you convince your husband? And I'm like, okay, got to be cautious with our words. Because if your heart is to convince your husband, your spouse, your teammate to do something that the Lord hasn't pursued his heart in, then, like, you could be ruining something in that moment. You know, you could be hardening his heart to something that God's trying to soften it to. And so I think just being prayerful of like, God, you know my heart, you know my desire for my kids to homeschool and to have a slower life. 
please Lord seek God in the, or please Lord seek Jake in this. Um, and I, I did, I see, I saw God like start to just kind of break down those walls. Like, I don't want to own land to like, I can maybe own a little bit. Maybe we could have an extra dog, but you know, like it just slowly now it's like, we want this and this and this. So I just be patient. I think don't go in the mindset of, I've got to convince my spouse more of God pursue their heart in this because only God can do that. Yeah. And it's like, you know, it's a partnership. It's not just uh, I need this or I need that. Um, you know, if one of us was adamantly against it, we probably wouldn't be where, where, where we're at currently, oh, right? Oh, for sure, yeah. Um, but I, I think that it was it's something where we just both kind of prayed upon it at, at times. Um, and, and I think we found ourselves in a really kind of kind of cool spot right now because mm-hmm. Shelby's very much a zero to a hundred person. And I'm like, a, I'm like a zero to five, five to I 10. I wouldn't even say five. T- I would say zero, one, two, three. Yeah, zero, one. I'm, I'm a very process uh, driven person. Um, so yeah, I, I think that's... That's it. So, yeah. all right. Next question for you, Shelby. Mm-hmm. Um, have you had any moments of doubt in your move since being there? Um, that's my fear. Um, it's a good question. I wouldn't use the word doubt. I've, I have not had a moment here that I'm like, oopsie, we made a mistake. <laughs> you know, <laughs> of like, we need to go back. But I've definitely had those moments of just like sadness where I'm like, I really miss my mom and dad. If you if y'all don't know, I lived at home till we got married, and then I lived with Jake, and then I lived ten minutes from my mom since then. So it's like I've never lived far from my parents and my brother and um, you know Jake's sister. I'm really close with, and then all my best friends are there. So I wouldn't say I've had doubts. I've just had moments of like I really miss my tribe of people. I really miss my community. I am an I'm an introvert slash extrovert I feel like I really like go into my shell and I just like want to be left alone but I like having my people I like having my small community to go do dinner with or go to the library with or go walk around Target with or whatever it is so I just have those moments of sadness but I definitely wouldn't say doubt because I do want to read a couple things from um, the book Just Do Something by Kevin DeYoung because when you're seeking out this will of God we get to this point that we're like basically running a rat race and I think that we live in a generation of just we literally act out of fear in everything we do we act out of fear because of social media we act out of fear and like well this account said this well I follow the end time social media and they said that this is going to happen and this is going to happen and it's like that's awesome I don't think that God's on Instagram typing this out like we don't know God's plan and Jake is really good at holding me accountable and humbling me in those moments where I'm like trying to be this Proverbs 31 woman of like, she prepares her crop, you know? And Jake's like, yeah, she prepares her crop. She doesn't prepare for like the world to blow up tomorrow. So um, in this book, Kevin A. Young, one of the things I had highlighted is that expecting God to reveal some hidden will of direction is an invitation to disappointment and indecision. It is bad for your life, harmful for your sanctification, and allows too many Christians to be passive tinkerers who strangely feel more spiritual the less they actually do. And so I really liked that because it's like I said, we're running this rat race and it's like we're trying to find this like hidden treasure as if he's God's like the leprechaun and we're looking for like this gold at the end of the rainbow. And it's like, that's not who God is. God doesn't hide things from us. Does God protect us from things? 100%. Like I've talked about sanctification on my social media of like, God's going to show me something at 30. He wouldn't have shown me at 20 because I wasn't ready. So he does those. But he's not going to hide the goodness of him from you. Um, so yeah, that's a little bit of a tangent. We get on those. But I would say, yeah. Yeah, I would just add to that. So, like, we've had a couple, like, crazy... So, the first... We, we moved here uh, right after oh, Christmas. Yeah. And we drove here, and it was, like, record-breaking heat during the wintertime across Texas and, and our, our entire drive. 
Um, and I was like, this is awesome. Like the weather's great. It's not bad. So we got here, uh, the first weekend we were here, there was like a legit tornado watch and then a tornado warning. I found out what the differences were there. Like a watch is like, go about your business. Don't worry about it. A warning means go get helmets and sit in, 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 in a room. So that was like the first couple days of being here. And then like three days later, it snowed like three and a half, four inches. And I looked at Shelby and I was like, Oh, this is, this is definitely not what, uh, you know, Kind of, kind of scared us a little bit, but I, I don't think doubt's the right word. Like, it definitely wasn't doubt. It was really just like, uh, hey, we are not in Phoenix anymore. This is real. <laughs> it's yeah. kind of like jumping into that, but um, yeah, just kind of a, f- a funny tangent to, to, to Shelby's point. But yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. There's been moments of like, oh, and like there's just at things in the South. Like, I've also had on social where I'll make comments of like, wow, this is definitely the South. Or people here are so different. The culture is so different. And I've talked about how it's made us slow down so much in our life, which is what we prayed for for so many years. People are like, what makes it so different? And I'm like, you can't explain it. It's just like, it's kind of a culture shock. Yeah. Like driving, driving in a, in a big city, nobody lets you in. Nobody like, no. so I'm, I'm now the, the jerk that drives around. I'm trying to get way better <laughs> at it where I don't speed by people and I, and I stop and I let people cross where like everything seems so transactional kind of where, where we came from. Everyone's oh, in a hurry and that stuff. And it's just kind of ingrained in the culture here, which is, which is definitely a little bit different. And it's just something that we like really, really love about where we're at right mm-hmm. now. So for um, sure. Um, so Jake, my next question for you is why did you feel like you had to leave Arizona to homestead and have the life that you want or that we want? So it kind of goes back to what I talked about in the beginning where like we, we could have made, made it work in Arizona. It it didn't really matter where we ended up choosing. Like God was going to be with us throughout that entire thing. I think, I think one thing for me is we didn't see a practical way to, it can be done, but a practical way to do it in, in the desert, like it, it absolutely can be done and people are able to do it. Um, I, I just, we felt that like, hey, it seems like it's going to be an easier transition to starting to learn this life in a different place. You know, not doing it in 115 degrees in the middle of July, you know, going outside doing those things. And like I said, I'm, I'm a step one, two, three, four, five person. So I'm just kind of learning as we're going. Um, and we kind of felt that like, hey, if we're going to change this this life like we want want to have different land and also like the cost to buy a, a few oh, you know okay. a couple acres in Arizona is just crazy right now and like I don't want to live out in the middle of the middle of the desert um, well, doing this Jake's so. big thing too is Jake is very steadfast and calm and collective when it comes to our finances where like you you were your dad really engraved that in you to be wise with your money and your dad's big saying was like you will never be house poor yeah. and so we felt like in Arizona for what we would be spending and what we would be getting and what we'd be able to do with it, it was like, this just does not seem wise to us right now for our finances and our family. Not saying it's not wise for others, but just for what we wanted for our kids and like what we could give to our kids later on. Like we don't want our kids paying off our debts when they're older. That is one of my like, we shouldn't live in fear, but that's one of my things that I think about a lot. It's like, I do not want my kids carrying the burden that I put on, that we put on ourselves. That's just, that's just not something I want for them, you know? And so that was a big thing. We looked at houses. We made offers on houses in Arizona. Um, we even looked in Prescott, if you're familiar with Arizona, where it's a little bit cooler. And it just, I don't know, it just wasn't what we wanted. Yeah, it just didn't align. All right, um, next question. Um, what is something uh, you would say to someone who wants to, who wants to move? I would say just do it. There are so many what ifs in moving. Like I can name off a hundred. Like how did? What if you leave your family? And what if? What if the? How did you find movers? How did you find a house? How did you know your house was gonna sell? How did? Like so many what ifs. And I'm like, how much time are you wasting asking about the what ifs and not just like 
actually trusting the sovereignty of God. Because God knows our heart, right? God knows our desires. That we know our desires were none of selfish desires to move out here. It wasn't like we were like, I don't even know how you could turn it selfish. But we we weren't doing things out of selfish desire. Like, the big thing, I was just talking to a friend the other day, is that just put one foot in front of the other. Just, you can't worry about tomorrow, a week from now, a year from now. Just do the next right thing. That's, that's a good way to live your life. It's just doing the next right thing, putting one foot in front of the other. I wanted to find um, a quote here from this book um, in regards to that too, because he talks about, um, okay, so he says, my point is that we should spend more time trying to figure out how to act justly, love mercy, and walk humbly with God as a doctor or lawyer, then less time worrying about whether God wants us to be a doctor or lawyer. So he's talking about, do I be a doctor or do I be a lawyer? You know, and he's talking about how we're so concerned of like, should I move to Arizona? Should I move to Tennessee? Should I move to Idaho? Should I do this? Instead of just being like, I'm going to pick one. I'm going to do it. And I'm going to make sure I walk humbly in this, that I'm constantly seeking the Lord's wisdom and discernment in this. And that I wake up each day, putting one foot in front of the other and just doing the next right thing. And God's going to work it out. Like God is not going to leave you. He's not going to forsake you. All things are according to his will and what he has ordained. So you're not going to, when you, when you are walking with the Lord and you have the Holy Spirit, he's not leaving you. He's not a God that's like this wrath of, of evilness, you know, that's like, hey, guess what? I said, Tennessee, you moved to Idaho. So therefore you are cast into brim fire. Like that is not the God that we serve. We serve a gracious God who loves us and who cares for us and has set apart our lives. And that is a beautiful thing. And that is freedom. That is where you find freedom. Your freedom is not, you know, in your country. It's not in all these other things. It is literally in the sovereignty and the grace of who God is and knowing I'm just going to do the next right thing and God's going to work it out. And I've said this on Instagram, even if I end up in a box on the side of the road, God is still good. Like, don't look at your life as the um, things that you have in your life, the size of your house, how big your homestead is, your health even. Like, this place is not our home. It is not the place that we are going to find full joy, full fulfillment that is all found in the Lord. And so you just have to trust that everything that happens to you is within God's will and it's going to work it out. All things are worked out for good for those who love him and have been called according to his purpose, like Romans 8.28 tells us. Yeah, and, and I would say that, like, if it's something that, that you want to do, you just, honestly, like, you, you can't just pray and, and something doesn't just magically happen, right? Like, you kind of have to, like Shelby said, you kind of have to, to take one one foot in front of the other. And, you know, we could have easily still been sitting in Phoenix at yep. our house there and, and still be like, okay, maybe, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe. And we finally just said, like, we looked at each other when we, we, we had flown to a couple different places and we flew back last time and we said, all right we're, we're going to do this. And we, we kind of set up a time limit within ourselves and said, Hey, we're going to do it at the, in this period of time. And we chose last summer, we were going to move at the, you know, after Christmas mm-hmm. and, and we just kind of executed it and, and it just happened one, one step after another. So I think you kind of, if you, if you're really on the fence about it, obviously pray about it, you know, try to seek wisdom from those around you regarding it. But at some point in time, you just have to have to kind of move mm-hmm. and do one foot in front of the other. Two things I want to add is first you said, seek wisdom around you. And then I want to quote mm-hmm. something from this book, the last thing about risk, but Seek wisdom from those around you. Yes. One thing me and Jake were very adamant on is that we we sought wisdom from people who were older and wiser from us, from church group, and from people that we trusted in our friend groups that we knew were walking with the Lord and would give us not just like selfish advice, but like advice of like, pray, I'm going to pray for you. And it was genuine. And we didn't tell people where we were moving until we had already had the rental. Our house was sold or, well, yeah, it was like a 
we didn't tell people we were moving until after our house was sold, right? Yeah. yeah. So we were really clear on like, I'm not going to let in a lot of noise that's going to make me absolutely insane. I feel like it's like you're in a birdcage and you can't hear anything, you know? It's that alone time with God of like, I'm going to really hone into this and be intentional and like savor this sweet moment with my husband, my family, and God, and just know that he's going to take care of us. So be cautious when you seek that wisdom. I wouldn't be out on social media asking however many followers you have what you should do because that's not wise. You could be getting advice from people who aren't walking with the Lord, and you got to be careful with that. Um, The last thing I want to quote from this book is, he says it's about risk. He says, we risk because God does not risk. We walk into the future in God-glorifying confidence, not because the future is known to us, but it's because it is known to God. And that's all we need to know. Worry about the future is not simply a character tick. It is the sin of unbelief and indication that our hearts are not resting in the promises of God. And I just like thought that was so huge of like, we are okay to take risks. I mean, there are people jumping out of airplanes, people like life is, it's okay to take risks in life, you know? And so I just think we got on that. We just got in that moment. Like you said, we've been talking about for so long, like literally, what do we have to lose? What do we have to lose? We have nothing to lose at this point. Like, let's just do it. Let's just jump into the unknown and trust that God's going to be there. He's, he's already walking before us. He's not just going to catch you. He's literally leading you. Yeah. And I, I think one thing to add to that too, and, and it's a comment Shelby kind of started saying when, when we started thinking about this, just because it's hard doesn't mean it's bad. Mm-hmm. And like, we tell the kids that all the time, like, yeah, they, they, they're leaving everything they've ever known mm-hmm. too. And like, just like we are. And we always constantly say, just because it's hard, it doesn't mean it's, it doesn't mean it's bad. And like, ultimately I think we made the decision for ourselves and what we, we saw for our generations to come, yeah. like for our kids. Um, and wanted them to grow up at a slower pace of life and in a smaller more rural area mm-hmm. um and yeah and it just because it's hard doesn't doesn't mean it's bad so yeah and a lot of times the hard things is where you get sanctified and where you get refined and where you slow down and see the goodness of god like i've had a lot of moments here where my life has just been slower that i've seen things that i can now say are blessings from god or i can say are the goodness of god or joys from god that i probably wouldn't have noticed before you know because it's just slower life it's just no one's in a hurry you're not being I've made a joke while being here that when you're at the grocery store you know in Phoenix they throw your money back at you as if you are like a wild animal and you have to like you're throwing stuff in your purse and you're pushing your cart out and it's just like it's a constant like heart attack we're here you're having a conversation with your cashier I had a conversation with the cashier at Sprouts for 15 minutes after I was rang up the other day and it's like it's just normal it's everybody's here to help everybody the generosity the hospitality here it is it's it's a hallmark movie you know like it's something i've never experienced before yeah and we did find a sprouts we were really excited about that yeah we love sprouts um all right well i think that that kind of wraps up uh this episode uh thank you guys for listening super excited to be able to do this we'll do another one in in, in a couple weeks um shelby anything you want to add no just do something make sure you get this kevin day young book not sponsored i wish it was but um it is so good but just trust the sovereignty of god and know that he's walking before you all right bye everybody bye